Hey, DFS Today listeners, Dan here from HoopBall. Just wanted to let you guys know we ran into a little bit of a technical issue during today's show, and Coach is echoing, and we can't figure out how to get rid of it. We figured you guys would enjoy the show anyway, so we're putting it out. But if you can't deal with it, just hit stop. If you can, enjoy the show. The following is a HoopBall presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Saturday, November 2nd. We are going to be going over the six-game slate for Sunday, November 3rd. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined tonight by the one and the only Shark, the main man of the DFS Hoopball world. Mr. Andrew, and I nicknamed you Handsome Hanson yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I heard Today. that. You also you also said that I like Ja more than anyone I think in the world, which could be true, <laughs> or at least on some nights I do. But I, you got me on the Ja bandwagon. How's he doing tonight? He's doing all right. Sort of an average game, but I'm more concerned with these guys in the Wizards game. Bradley Beal hasn't played in the fourth quarter because they're down they've been down by between 20 and 30 i know and i've got a lot of pieces of this game it looks like gorgie jang and isaiah thomas are going to finish with more fantasy points than bradley beal just because of minutes in the in the blowout yeah that's gonna hurt too i'm having a great night i had would have a great late night sweat going here with lillard and uh horford and scalabisier in the in the holster but uh, i'm with you i've got Three pieces in that game, Teague, Rocco, and and uh, Beal. I did not expect Washington to get blown out by 35 points at home against Minnesota without Cat. How the hell do you figure that? Seriously, that is the weirdest thing, man. But who knows? We, you know. But as normal with our listeners, we are, as you can tell, recording the night before, as we always do, because we want to. Get that up late this evening, so first thing in the morning, you can start building your fantasy roster, uh, start looking at your options, and uh, just make sure to keep uh, tuned in with any scratches or changes uh, throughout the day prior to the card starting. But um, yeah, uh, Apatra and I had a, a real solid show last night. Uh, our guys that we recommended are all doing really well so far, so... Drummond was is just an absolute monster, man. I love watching him. I've had him every game, and he just keeps killing it. Yeah, he really is. Another 20-20 and 20 game, throw in five blocks and three steals. And, yeah, I listened to your pod, a lot of good suggestions. I, I made six tournament lineups. I think I have Drummond in four of them. So, yeah, I'm Beautiful. loving that. Fantastic, man. Well, before we get rolling here, because we want to jump right into this uh, six-game slate uh, for Sunday, uh, we want to uh, let everyone know our presenting sponsor is Fantasy Draft. We, we love Fantasy Draft. They're the only rate-free fantasy site in the industry. They have tremendous uh, basketball NBA contests every day, $30,000 pick-and-roll, it's $25 entry, a $5, $7,500 layup, and those are all guaranteed, and they're all rate-free. And, you know, if you're if you're big into uh, cash games like I am, head-to-heads and such, you know, you, you go head, head-to-head with somebody for 100 bucks, you win 200 bucks. There's there's no rake. It is, uh, it is the best fa- fantasy site by a mile. Uh, we uh, definitely tell you to – if you remember to, which we would hope you do, if you're signing up for the first time, go to fantasydraft.com, use the promo code HOOPBALL, and you get seven days free membership up to $1,000 in contests. Uh, also, a quick shout-out to our other sponsors, manscaped.com. Uh, hit them up online, free shipping, 20% off, with the also with the... Uh, promo code hoopball and uh for any of you gamblers out there that are 
bet straight on the games. Uh, MyBookie.ag is fantastic. We have partnered with them, and uh, they do a great job taking care of their uh, clientele. They pay out quick. They're terrific. And then our uh, initial and most loyal sponsor, Hawaiian Isles, Kona Coffee Company. So we want to thank them as well. All right, man. We want to dive into this six-game slate tomorrow. Uh, one game starts at 5 Eastern, and then we've got two 6 o'clock Eastern, and then a 7, 7, 30, and 9. So there, it's a sort of a weird timing slate uh, for a Sunday night. So I think you'll see some of the sites will split up uh, the slate. There will be a couple sites that have all six games. So we're just going to go through it uh, as as is with all six and then let you choose what contest you want to play from there. So uh, the first game is that 5 p.m. Eastern game. Uh, oh, and one thing I wanted to mention as well that's nice tonight is, uh, or for the Sunday games, is with all 12 teams, none of them are on a back-to-back. And that is always such a wild card with who's going to play, who's going to sit. Is anybody going to have a minutes restriction? So we don't have any of that stress uh, going over this card. So let's start out with the Chicago Bulls at the Indiana Pacers. You got it, Andrew. All right, I want to talk about the Pacers because I think it might be Goga time. Goga? Yes. Holy cow. Yes. Yes, with Sabonis being hurt, right? Yeah, last I saw, he's game-time decision with the calf. Yeah. But even if he plays, last time out, Goga got 24 minutes off the bench, and he almost double-doubled. Wow. He threw in four blocks. He's got a lot of skill. And yeah. And I want to jump on him right now before the word really gets out. Well, he's going to be cheap, so you're going to get a good value play on him. And if, if Sabonis doesn't lace him up, then that's that's a great suggestion, no doubt about it. Yeah, so we'll keep our eye on that. And the other thing I noticed is that Lamb snagged 10 rebounds. Yeah. So, you know, he's taking advantage of, of the big man in the middle being out, and if he's going to be that aggressive, then we'll wait and see what his price tag is, but I've got some interest in him as well. Brogdon, I'm guessing, is going to be too expensive based on the other guys I want to play, and this shouldn't be a high-paced, high-scoring game, although the Bulls' defense is not very strong. So, um, you know, he's really been hot, and it would yeah. be nice to just keep pairing up Brogdon and Sabonis, but, of course, that just can't happen, can it, if, if Sabonis is going to be out? No, no I don't think that that is going to be much of an option tomorrow, but I like your Gogas selection. You know, we know Turner's out of Sabonis sits. Uh, it gets really, really thin. I mean, they have uh, T.J. Leaf, who who uh, Apatria uh, fell into that chalk trap the other night when he got that minute. So don't play T.J. Leaf because even if he starts, he does he isn't going to play many minutes. Uh, you know, T.J. Warren's probably a strong play in that game. Also, if Sabonis sits because uh, his usage rate. Will, will certainly climb, um, and also Malcolm Brogdon. I think, you know, to me, even though this game is not a good pace game, 21st and 26th, uh, you know, Chicago specifically's defense isn't that strong, and Indiana, without any bigs in the middle, uh, it's going to totally change their defense. Uh, you know, they're going to have to uh, you know, s- slide off and they're going to leave leave some more open shots uh, just trying to fill in the paint. So there is, I do have some interest in both Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren if Sabonis sits. And uh, I like your su- uh, selection of Goga as well because he could, he could see 30 minutes in this game. And if he does at the price that he is, he could be a great value. So I am on the Pacers, even though, it, it looks like a poor pace game. I think there are going to be more points in this than, than people are expecting. Uh, on the Chicago side, you know, I've avoided and, and stated it on like every show that I refuse to play any of these guards for uh, Chicago with all of this switching between Sadoransky, Dunn White, Archie, Archie Diacono. I mean, they're all getting minutes. 
Um, Levine has been solid. I think that uh, Indiana defensively will slow him down a little bit and sort of focus on him. And, you know, after that, I'm, uh, you know, I know marketing gets some play, but again, there's a lot of splitting of, of minutes and usage with Porter and, and Thad Young, Wendell Carter, Cornette. They're all playing. And when, when I see minutes being split, uh, I just, I just don't want to go there. So I'm a hundred percent pass on Chicago. And I do like, like I say, you know, those three possible plays on the Indiana side. Anything else for, for you on that game? No, I'm with you on the, the confusion with the guards. If Levine's price tag dropped for some reason, then I'd certainly be interested in him. But, yeah, there's just too much unknowns with guys like Porter and Markinen, who's going to get more shots on a particular night. So I'm going to be a pass on the Bulls as well. Excellent. Now, this next game should be a, a real blast. Uh, you've got Houston, the fastest team in the league pace-wise. Miami's uh, seventh. So, you know, and both teams can get up and down uh, and, and, and get it done. There are some guys uh, questionable for, for Miami. They've got some guys dinged up for sure. Um, but they, they do get a few guys back. Um, Waiters is back. Uh, Johnson, I'm not sure if he'll play. But, you know, they may have a few different bodies in the mix. What do you think about this Houston-Miami game? Oh, I love it. This is the one I have circled with a big, dark circle. The game I want to get as much of a part of as I can. You know, okay. this, this is that final preseason game where Houston went to Miami, and it was the 144-133 to 133 game. Harden put up 44, and yeah. none had that coming out party with 40. And wow. You know, it's it's been ever since then what we've really been kind of digging in with none. And I want to mention this interview I heard yesterday on Sirius XM NBA radio. The it was Justin Termini interviewing Kendrick Nunn's college coach. And okay. it was just so fun to hear about how he how he transferred and you know waited for his turn and there was this preseason scrimmage where he played one half and scored thirty one points. In, on 10 shots and the coach wow. knew the coach knew then that none was going to be a pro and hmm. the rest of the world sort of got that you know coming out party in that preseason game against Houston so I'm excited to see this rematch in the regular seasons you know certainly a couple things have changed Butler's Butler is well hopefully playing um, it, it, he is questionable yeah he's questionable so um there, there are going to be a, a lot of moving parts here with the news. This is the, this is the most enticing game, but it probably has the most question marks for who's going to play. But yeah. if, certainly if, if Winslow is, is out or Butler is out, then I'm going to have a ton of none in my lineups. And Harden yeah. is going to be my, my high-priced star, my, my first target for a higher-priced player. I'm also interested in Capella, I don't think Myers Leonard is going to slow him down or prevent him from paying off value. And then we'll just have to wait and see on, you know, who to go with with the Heat. You know, the other guy, maybe if, if Winslow is out, we look at Dragic. Um, I'm curious what you think about, about Waiters and Hero. You know, Waiters apparently is available. Right. But... You know, maybe since he's been in the doghouse, they don't actually play him in the in the first game back on the bench. I'm not sure, but I, yeah. I, I'm tempted to shy away from Hero, just in case he splits some some, you know, wing minutes off the bench with Waiters. Well, it, I mean, this game it, it's impossible to really, you know, be a, a good tout here and, and and tell you who I like in this Miami game because it all depends on whether. Winslow and Butler play. Right. You know, they if they're both out, it's completely different than if they both play, even one or the other. So I mean, it makes it to me impossible to make any recommendations with Miami until we know that news. So I definitely like a couple of Miami players because I think this is going to be the highest tempo, highest scoring. You know, Vegas has the highest uh, over under line with this game. So there are going to be probably like two pieces that I want to use from Miami. 
Right now, based on the situation, it would be none and bam for me, but that very well could change. Um, I'm off of Dragic after that last performance, six fantasy points, and it was just atrocious. So I don't know what the deal is with Dragic. Uh, I certainly am not going to count on Waiters or Johnson or any of those guys coming back. Um, but again, you know, if Winslow... Uh, and or Butler are back, then I'm going to rotate from those guys. On the Houston side, I mean, it, it's just unbelievable what Westbrook and Harden are doing every game. It's just absolutely amazing to watch. Um, for me, I, you know, Harden's going to be the first guy in my lineup. I, I feel about Harden what I felt about Drummond tonight. I just think he's just unavoidably – got to be in your lineup, regardless of price, regardless of whatever. How do you fade a guy that's playing that kind of minutes with that kind of usage in a game that's this high-paced? So I start my lineup with Harden, um, and I want to put a couple of Miami pieces in. I don't like Capella, and I'll tell you why. Capella has been sitting large chunks of the game and not playing in crunch time in the last eight minutes, they've been going small and moving little tiny PJ Tucker to, to center and, and playing that small lineup down the stretch. And, you know, whether that continues or not, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I don't, I do not like Capella matching up against Bam. I think Bam will win that battle. He's just a lot stronger. Uh, and, uh, you know, the crunch time, I think he'll be in there and be able to take advantage of that. Um, as far as the other pieces with Houston, you know, I know everybody wants to just jam those guys in because Houston is the highest pace and they score a million points. But I'm telling you, you know, you're just grasping for straws and it just gets exhausting trying to jam in Tucker and House and Gordon and all these spare parts that you never know if they're just going to be horrible or it seems like they just skin by in value. So I'm, I'm sick of all that noise with those guys. So for me, it's going to be Harden all the way, two of the stronger Miami guys, and I'll have three of my you know main eight built out of this game uh, and a decent amount of salary, but I think that it deserves it. Yeah, the only other thing I'll say on House is he did well in this matchup in that final preseason game. And I thought the matchups were in that contest, largely Tucker matching up against Bam, Leonard against Capella. And so if, if that's the case here, I, I, I downgrade Tucker a little bit because he's got to be so focused defensively on Bam. And maybe House has a little more freedom to operate without such a, a tough assignment like Tucker. But... You're right. It, it it is hard to, you know, count on one of those guys to really pop. It is hard to game script those guys in, but I get it. I mean, I know why everybody wants to do it. I've done it plenty myself, but it it's just it becomes nauseating when you're watching, and it's hard and Westbrook, hard and Westbrook, and you're sitting there begging for a for a Daniel House or P.J. Tucker or Clint Capella or somebody to do something other than those two guys. It just, it's like, I just don't, I want to relax and just know that the, those guys are going to get the ball and get it done. You know? And it's just, I, I've not done it yet. I know people have, have put Harden and Westbrook in there and they've taken down tournaments. I just, it's just so hard to build the rest of your lineup after losing the salary for both of those guys. But, you know, I get it, but it's just, it's tough. Yeah, and I'm with you on Harden. I mean, he went two for 16 just on three-pointers last time out, and I don't yeah. expect him to shoot 12.5% yeah. again. So, yeah, I'm with he Harden. He still had big fantasy numbers. I mean, you know, if he just starts getting a little bit hotter from the field, uh, you know, it, it's going to be – he's going to put up seventy in the 70s, wouldn't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. All right, cool. Anything else on that no, feature nothing game? Else with that, nothing else with that game. All right, let's go to game three, the other six Eastern game, and it's a couple of stinker teams, the Sacramento Kings, New York Knicks. 
quite a letdown from Rockets Heat, that's for sure. What do you got, uh, Kings Knicks? What stands out? Well, if Neil Aquino is going to start again with Peyton out, Dennis Smith Jr. questionable, and, right. and Neil Aquino went for 37 minutes against Boston, I know. Then it's I have a hard time passing on him at that low price tag. You know, he had decent production, so yep. I, I'm very interested in Neil Aquino. We'll wait and see about the price on on Barrett. Again, 39 minutes, took 19 shots, didn't have a good shooting game against Boston last time out. But I have some interest in him. I'll pro I'm probably going to fade Morris, even though he had that huge game against Boston. He probably yeah. was a little bit more up for that game against his former teammates. So I think, I think he'll come back down to earth a little bit. Very good. So you're not not getting involved much in this game, then it looks like. No, huh? just Neil Aquina. On the Kings side, I like Fox's aggressiveness last time out. Kings get a win. I think he can rise to the occasion under the bright lights of, of New York. So I have some interest there. But uh, that, that's about it. I'm, I'm down on Holmes. He didn't have a very strong outing against Rudy Gobert, and now he's got to deal with Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. So I'm probably going to get off the Holmes train and just look at Fox potentially. Well, I, I'm so glad that you're not into this game at all because I hate this game. I mean, 25th and 27th pace, both teams stink. I don't like the job that either coach is doing. Their rotations are all jacked up. Um, you know, I, it just – I just don't like the game at all. I mean, I get it. Nidalekina is probably going to get good minutes again, but Smith might play. Who knows if he's going to play Barrett at the point some of the game. You know, I don't trust Mitchell Robinson as far as I could throw him because he's in foul trouble before he can breathe. Um, you know, Randall's been inconsistent. Like you said, Morris sort of went all out in that last game. You, you got to see some regression there. Uh, you know, and, and on Sacramento side, man, they just stink. Um, Hield's been off this year. You know, you can't count on Barnes or Belitza or, you know, Holmes, like you say, has been – inconsistent Dwayne Dedman sort of a waste out there um you know I just I don't like anybody and and I'm just not going to play the game I I don't blame you very good we're just blowing through see look at look at how nice and tidy we do this show yes sir <laughs> you know what the thing the problem is it's very simple here it's a patria the dude just drags out stuff, man. He, you can't get through a show with the guy. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? Just low energy, just oh. dragging us down. Dude, I'll tell you. And I, I'm telling you, I, 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 want to, I want to give you a shout out here live on the air, too. You had my back last week. Apatria was beating me down on, on the, the show and on Twitter and Vespers piled on. How about that noise? Did you see that? <laughs> yes, I did. What's that all about? I'm telling you. That's uh I yeah, you stuck up for me though for the most part. So I I, I you're on my good side. Those two guys, no, they're in the tank for me. No doubt about it. All right, well we're at the halfway point. Um couple things I want to mention. Catch Hoopball NBA DFS today podcast seven days a week. Anywhere podcasts can be found. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere. And we are seven days a week. All we ask is that you take a couple seconds, subscribe, rate, review, give us the five stars, give us some likes, some thumbs up. A positive comment in there would be wonderful. Uh, you know, that really keeps our sponsors happy. Uh, and it's because of the sponsors that we're able to bring this uh, best in class free content to you on the DFS front every day of the week. So uh, we appreciate that. And make sure and follow us on Twitter all the time, man. That's the key. We do these shows the night before. You need to follow us on Twitter the next morning, the next afternoon, and then right up to lock. Uh, at NBA or at Hoopball Fantasy, I'm sorry, is uh, where you can find all of the information being posted constantly. 
uh, by the our, our guys blurbing and putting all of the information up at, at uh, on our site. And then follow us directly. We're also posting constantly. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic, just like it sounds. And our man Michael is at Micah Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You want to follow us definitely up until lock. We'll be putting all the info on for people that are sitting or if there's any you know load management situations or or game restrictions, we're going to keep you up on all that. And, you know, you, you can't roster somebody that's not going to play or somebody that's really going to be limited. I mean, it'll just crush your lineup. So that's very important. And really, you know, the best thing to do also is go to hoop-ball.com, click on forums. We have a DFS thread that Miles and Andy are on constantly, and they are posting everything from Vegas lines to over-unders to, you know, player news and everything that's going on. It's it's a live thread uh, that's constantly being updated. So we've got you covered 24-7 between you know the podcast and then our Twitters and hoop-ball.com. Uh, you know, you shouldn't miss a single important decision or a pivot or anything as far as building your DFS lineups. And when you're at hoop-ball.com, uh, sign up for our premium service there. We've got an incredible lineup of everything NBA fantasy that you could ever imagine from information to year-longs dynasty head-to-head dfs you name it we have it at hoop-ball.com all right we thank you again to our presenting sponsor fantasy draft uh they make it all happen uh also manscape.com mybookie.ag and hawaiian isles kona coffee company all again what stirs the coffee and allows us to do this free show every day all right, we have three games left. They're the three later games tomorrow night. The 7 Eastern game should be very interesting. It is the L.A. Lakers against the San Antonio Spurs. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, I've got some questions about this one. What the lineup is going to be, what the matchups are going to be. I'm curious on your take. Um, you know, we've got Kuzma, who's back in the picture. He's probable, but he came mm-hmm. off the bench last time out. So, assuming he comes off the bench again, and they start with McGee, Anthony Davis, and LeBron in the front court, you know, my question is, what are the Spurs going to do? How are they going to match up with that trio? And right. I'm just wondering if they might do something like start Rudy Gay. I mean, because I'm wondering who's going to guard LeBron. And that's true. And Gay usually does guard him a lot when he when he's in there for sure. So I, I'm very interested in LeBron. I think he's probably going to be the other really high-priced player along with Harden that I'm going to focus in on. I think, he, I think he's going to carry the momentum from that huge triple-double and put on a, try to put on, put on a similar show for Pop and the folks down there in San Antonio. And on the flip side, I'm interested in DeRozan Mm-hmm. Um, I have the same question, you know, who's going to guard him? I think he's got the quickness to deal with anyone in the Lakers front court. Yeah. So I'm interested in both stars. And then the primary guy off the bench that I have some interest in is actually Dwight Howard. He played 27 minutes last time out. And if he's going to be playing against Pirtle, I think mm-hmm. he should be able to do some damage down in the paint. That that's a great call. I, I also have some interest in Dwight in Dwight Howard. I you know he's starting to sneak close to thirty minutes, and I think you bring up a good point. Uh, I just think he's a a rough matchup for uh, the Spurs when he comes in. I think he causes a lot of trouble with their second unit, and there's going to be a lot of uh, chess moves in this game between uh, Coach Vogel and Pop on the lineups because. You brought out an exact point. You know who's going to guard Dejounte Murray from the Lakers on that side of the ball. Uh, you know who's going to guard LeBron on the other side. It's just these two teams don't 
match real well from a defensive matchup standpoint. I think it's going to cause some shifts in lineups, and that scares me. I'm I'm concerned that they're both going to make adjustments to their lineups, and it's going to cost people minutes. And other than the real safe, expensive guys, you know, there may be some variance in guys that are going to play. You know, that on top of the fact that, you know, the Spurs team defense is outstanding. They do find ways to contain positionality uh, spots like, like Davis at the big and, you know, with LeBron playing the point. And it, it just, you know, I think that there has to be some regression back from the monster games that those guys had against the Mavericks and the Spurs. You know, I'm sure they'll they'll slow the pace down a little bit. I mean, actually, the Lakers play at a slower pace this year than the Spurs. But I think the the, the Spurs will want to take the air out of the ball more, and it just it makes me afraid of this game. Uh, I just think there's several guys in this game that aren't going to make value, and I don't want to spend the majority of my salary uh, on LeBron or, or AD. So I know it sounds completely insane. But I'm not saying to fade the two guys, but I'm not going to have them in my build because I'd rather spend my money uh, on uh, Harden and some other pieces. And I just I've seen it too many times. The Spurs are so good at slowing people down. And, uh, you know, I just I don't trust playing anybody on the Spurs side for the simple reason that Pop just plays so many guys. I mean, look at the last game. Patty Mills had out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, you, know, you just never know who the hell's going to step up for them, or who's even going to get the opportunity to step up. I mean, you know, everybody was talking about Forbes for a while, and then Murray sat, and they talked about White, and then you know, it's just there's a constant role there. Now, the one guy that I am thinking of playing is Demar Derozan, and I agree with you there. I think the matchup is good for him. He always plays better when the stakes are bigger against tougher competition. That's just been his thing for years. That's why, like, when whenever he's gone up against Kawhi head-to-head, when it was Toronto, San Antonio, and even before the trade and stuff, he always just rises up and plays better in the bigger game. So I respect that, and there's a lot of statistics to support that. So, you know... The two guys I'm looking at, one on each side, even though I'm nervous about this game, are DeRozan from the Spurs and Howard from the Lakers. And after that, it just gives me a stomachache trying to worry about how they're going to rotate this and match up. Well, we want you to watch the games comfortably in good health. So <laughs> I have a bottle of Tums, dude. No worry. <laughs> so stick with DeRozan, and, and you can just avoid the other Spurs. There you go. And you make it so much easier. Now, Patria would be like, blah, 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 blah. I hear all this noise about LeBron and AD. Oh, God, I'll tell you. Jesus, how about him trying to squeal out of that cat uh, Embiid uh, chicken suit challenge point? Can you imagine that? Yeah, he must have just been feeling like his guy was about to make a run there in the third quarter, and he just felt like he got cheated. He didn't get the full 48 minutes. Uh, he should be embarrassed enough that Simmons put him in the choke hold, the MMA. He had to, he had to tap out. He almost killed him. <laughs> Crazy. I don't understand how those two guys got two-game suspensions. They didn't even land a punch. You know, in the old days, like, you know, Pistons, bad boys days, that was like, that wasn't even a technical, for God's sakes, let alone uh, – two-game suspensions. I was disappointed in that decision. I think they should have both been fined, and at the very, very worst, one game, but not two games for shoving, you know? Yeah, it's 2019. That's the world we live in. Bunch of babies. All right. Very good, man. Let's... Uh, we're good. We're done with that game? We are. All right. We go to game five. Now, I got to spend my... 90 to 120 seconds here whining and complaining because I'm pissed. This the, this next game is Mavericks and Cavaliers. Now, as you know, I'm a Mavs fan. Did you watch the end of that damn game with the Lakers? I did. Can you explain to me 
you know, I respect Rick Carlisle. He's brought a championship to Dallas. He's a great coach. How do you not foul? The Lakers have the ball with six seconds left. The Mavs have a foul to give. You use that foul. Then they inbound with like three or four seconds left. Then you foul again, and you make them go to the line and shoot two. And then you're either going to get the rebound, or if they make two, you take it out, whatever. The game's over if you foul. Yet they let two guys dribble around and kick the ball, and everybody says, well, you know, he got held or he'd have gotten over there. Curry would have had a hand in his face. That doesn't matter. It should not have gotten to that point, and I'm pissed. So that's two losses the Mavericks have. They're 3-2. and two. They lost on a bullshit uh, coach's challenge on Portland, which was a bad call with eight seconds left, and then they hand this game, literally hand this game to the Lakers, and they, sh- they should be 5-0. and So I'm pissed, man. Yeah, I understand that as a, Ma- as a Mavs fan, why you'd be upset. I-, I did not like that strategy. Fouling, I would have supported. But the other thing from my vantage point is once LeBron goes into the paint, don't collapse on him. Let him score, the- let him score a bucket. Let him hammer a dunk. You're up right. three. So then you're, yep. then you're up one with a few seconds left. You inbound it. You go make a couple free throws. And then you still have a foul to give. So you can foul them then. And it instead, no sense. Yeah, instead no they, sense whatsoever. Instead, they collapse so he can kick it out for a game tying three, just like we saw in the national championship game. And, yeah. you know, we, we tweeted about that today. Uh, yeah. That's just inexcusable that the Mavericks did that. I, you know, I, I can't believe that Carlisle didn't instruct them differently. I mean, and it's not like it happened on the go. There was a stoppage in play and a timeout. So they had time to strategize what to do there, and they chose not to foul. I mean, I, that just absolutely baffling to me that uh, that they could make that mistake. Okay. All right. I feel better. I want to get that off my chest. Uh, you know, the question is, Dallas has to, to go to Cleveland now. They're, they play the Lakers at home. Place is going crazy. It's a talk of the NBA. Now they have to go in, to Cleveland and play the the woeful Cavaliers. That smells like a big, fat turkey to me. So I'm very, very concerned of how the Mavs will show up for that game, coming off you know a big overtime game like that, having to travel up there into the cold and snow. I think they're getting some snow flurries already in Cleveland. That's my old stomping ground, so I, I'm allowed to talk bad about it. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, this game just scares the living daylights out of me. There's no way I follow up uh, with Luca here. Um, Cleveland and Dallas are sitting tied for 20th in the league in pace. Um, you know, Cleveland's been playing decent inside with Thompson off to a great start. Kevin Love's playing well. Um, oh, man, this game just scares the hell out scares the hell out of me. What do you think? Yeah, this one's interesting. And the the big question, Mark, is is Luca his health? Did he get concussed there at the end of the game? And the report I saw this morning is that they expect him to play. And I guess the, you got to assume if he travels to Cleveland, then it must not be a, a concussion issue if he can fly. Right. So if he shows up, then, okay, at least we, we can expect that he'll, he'll be out there and he's in decent health. But I would also expect that he would regress a little bit after that big Friday night game on ESPN. Um, I have more interest in the, in the bigs. Powell surprisingly got 25 minutes. Yeah. And what I want to do is start pairing those guys up, Luca and Powell, because I just mm-hmm. want to see Luca lob it to Powell three or four times for some big dunks and, and see that – a uh, nice correlation, but yeah, I'd rather spend on LeBron than Luca. Talking about the two stars in that game, um, so I, I don't expect to have much Luca. Um, the other question I have for you, the big Mavs fan, is: Will we see some serious minutes out of Boban finally? If Kleba is questionable, if if he's out, what do you think about Boban? You know, I, he hasn't been using him. I, I mean, he's only played once that short run that he had 
uh, in the first half the other day, but he hasn't played him at all. Uh, even if Cleve is out, I mean, he's been uh, start. He's going to start Powell and then probably go small. I mean, he plays a million guys. Finney Smith, you know, can play up, and uh, you know, uh, they have some other guys. Even Justin Jackson may get some minutes. So I have no faith that Bobon's going to get any minutes. Uh, you know, I, I I can see the Powell. Uh, eventually, I think I'll start using, but I still think he's going to be gradually increased. I don't think he'll play more than like 25 minutes or so again. Um, you know, Porzingis seems like a logical play. You know, when he plays against undersized bigs, he shoots right over the top of them. It's it's the the tall bigs like Davis and stuff that when they guard him, he has a little bit of difficulty with. So. For that reason, I like Porzingis actually better than Luca in this game. I think he'll get a lot more looks. He did log a decent amount of minutes, though, uh, in that game, the most that he's played this year. And, you know, Carlisle's psycho about protecting on the minutes. So, you know, I, I need to double-check on Porzingis's price before I plug him in. But, you know, he'd be my, my top Mav on that side of the ball if I use him. Um on the Cleveland side, I sort of like Tristan Thompson. I know he threw a, a big stinker up in this last game, uh, but prior to that, the dude's just been smashing monster double-doubles, 18-15, 17-16 games, stuff like that. And Dallas, you know, does have a tendency to let some bigs have uh, some games. So, uh, you know, I'm going to look at Tristan Thompson, value-priced, and uh, – probably look at Porzingis on the other side of the ball. But after that, I just – I think this game lays an egg compared to Friday's game. And just based on pace and level of play, I just – I have a feeling this isn't going to be the, the best game to watch. Yeah, you got to have interest in the Cleveland front court just because of their consistency. You know, Thompson did let down in the last game, but he, he also fouled out. And right. Love went for his fifth consecutive double-double. Yeah, he's, he's been, been playing, playing the, well. He's been playing off the charts. Probably going to be a little bit too expensive. But Sexton, interesting. He got aggressive last game, took 21 shots. So yeah. I kind of like looking at those three, keeping an eye on their prices. And, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that the sort of the build-up to this game would be a little bit better. It would be fun to build a lineup with Luca and Powell Sexton and Love or Tristan Thompson and, you know, hope that the game stayed close. But, you know, it's hard to be confident that 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 that, that will happen and the guys will get enough minutes and 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 Luca will hit value. So I, I don't think I'll go with that build. Yeah, I mean, it, it in a perfect scenario, you know, it'd be it'd be nice to to play that group. But there's definitely a lot of risk there. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm seldom. Uh, use any two guards against the Mavs because DeLon Wright is such a good defender. You know, he hasn't been getting closeout minutes in the fourth quarter. Like, why, I don't know. DeLon Wright should have been in there to finish that game as opposed to Curry because he's just so much rangier and, and terrific on defense. And uh, so that's another bone I have to pick with Carlisle. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he'll clamp down Sexton. So I, that – I, I think that's uh, something to be be aware of, uh, just his defensive prowess. Um, all right. Are you ready to head on to the last game here? Let's do it. Okay. How about if I told you it's the Utah Jazz and the L.A. Clippers? <laughs> the, you know, you've got the Jazz uh, 29th in the league in pace. You know, they just their games are just grind, 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 no matter what. Uh, they're going to grind the living daylights out of everything, but they do find a way to win. Clippers are sitting at 18th, uh, right at about 103.6 pace per game, which isn't that bad. But, you know, Utah slows everybody down, as you know, man. They're just they're just an, a tough team to, to want to target anybody DFS-wise. But that is the late game. It will be the late-night hammer, the sweat game. Uh, do you can you 
pull anybody out of this game that's going to light it up? No. No, if if, <laughs> if, if if the qualification is that they have to light it up, then then no, we're in trouble with, with this matchup. You know, maybe an ancillary part like, Ed, you know, Ed Davis is out now, so we expect Tony Bradley to come in, soak up some minutes, so maybe if he's min-price, we stick him in for a value play. Conley's finally oh. coming along. It, Moutier is out, so... Right. You know, Conley played 33 minutes last game with Moutier. Maybe he gets yeah. a couple more minutes, but he's got a, a tough assignment Top with Beverly bed. on the other side. Yeah. Um, Kawhi was amazing last time out, but it was against his old team, the Spurs, so I, I don't think he'll be as aggressive. I think maybe he'll take a, a little bit of a step back. But And, and you can't ever rule out Montrez Hill or, or Lou Williams. Right. Um, but, you know, yeah, maybe Tony Bradley will – match up with Harrell and, and give him a little bit of a hard time. So I, there's a good chance I will fade this game completely. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. I, I would be very wary of Tony Brad Bradley. He just, he smells like a TJ leaf kind of play to me, but I get it. I mean, he's got to play some of those backup minutes. I, I completely understand your thinking there. And, you know, if you do need a min guy and you're going to try to, roster a hard man Westbrook or something crazy like that, you know, maybe you can squeeze 20, 15, 20 points out of them. But, you know, it's hard. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to take Harrell because of Gobert's defense and, you know, the, the pace isn't going to be there. I don't think, you know, really to, to catch Lou Williams where he's going to come in and just have the ability to light it up. So, right. you know, that takes two of the shiniest toys off the shelf for me for the Clippers. You know, of course, Kawhi is an option. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, it's just it's, I always have trouble. I'm always afraid to play him because of I think he's going to, you know, sit a lot sections of the game, which I know he hasn't been and he's been playing well and, I've got, I guess I've got to get away from that at some point and not be afraid to roster Kawhi because he is getting it done. So I guess he is a consideration. It's just, you know, he's expensive. And unfortunately, in this salary-based world uh, of, of trying to roster these guys, it, it's tough to get him in there. But, you know, to me, he's the, the best option on the Clippers. Uh, I, I'm going to try to slide him in one GPP just – in case you know, I want to have that late night hammer with with Kawhi in the in the holster. So you know, I may I may give him a run. On the Jazz side, you know, again Conley is starting to turn it on finally after that horrific start. But against Pat Bev and Avery Bradley and all those guys back there, it's just how do you play any Jazz guards against those guys? They can clamp down anybody. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Could be a decent play, not with Kawhi. You know, if he's going to guard him, though, I mean, that's just shutdown material. And sometimes Mitchell has a tendency tendency to be a little point dependent. So I'm not really going uh, strong jazz either. Uh, you know, I guess the good thing today is, you know, this six-game slate, we've only recommended, you know, probably 15 players each or so. So it's not like these big slates where there's just tons of great plays. I mean, I think if you focus on that Rockets-Heat game as being one of the key games and then pick and choose your other stars, you know, whether whether it be a Malcolm Brogdon or a LeBron or Davis or a Kawhi, you know, or a, a Porzingis or Luka, or, or, you know, just cherry pick those specific guys, I think, you know, you can, that should give you a good build. I mean, that's, you know, we're not giving you chalk. We're not giving you, uh, you know, 8% of everybody at all. We're giving you a pretty small pool of guys that we see as viable DFS candidates for this card. So I think it's, you know, I think this was great that we were a little bit more selective today, don't you think? I do. I, I like I like it when it's a little bit tighter like this, and it's certainly easier to analyze six games. And as we kind of go over the big picture again, as you just described, I'm totally with you with the Rockets' heat being the starting point. 
I just want to, I just need to get your advice. I need your clearance. Can I put Goga in 100% of my lineups? Wow. I like Goga tomorrow. I think he's a smart play, but I would not put him in 100%. Okay. I would, how many lineups do you normally play? Oh, it depends. It depends. But like if you're playing five lineups, put him in three. You know, give yourself an out just in case he does lay an egg. And plus you have to wait on the Sabonis news too. Right, right. All right. But, so I'm hearing I'm hearing you at six I'm hearing you at sixty percent. All right. And 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 uh the one time I told you not to play Jaw, he he went berserk. So, you know, and ja, maybe that's a good sign for Goga. And Jaw had he had a much better second half than first half. Tonight he finished with 24 points, 3 rebounds and 7 assists. Nice. So he hit value. Maybe that's a good omen for Goga. There you go. <laughs> it's the Jaw Goga combination. Yes, sir. For for, for handsome Hanson. <laughs> All right, man. Well, excellent. Great show. Um Tomorrow night is my solo night, so uh, hope – no, tomorrow night I'm with Apatry again. Like I said, my solo night. <laughs> awesome, dude. So great. Anything Anything else? Any final words? That's it. Everybody have a good Sunday, and uh, have fun with Mike tomorrow night. Fantastic, man. Great show. All right, we thank you for joining us on Hoopball NBA DFS today. For my man, Andrew Hansen, and for Mr. Mike Apatria, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Take care, everyone. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.